Hey everyone, welcome to the GIST Podcast. If you're tired of being comfortable and want to take on living life from the context of 100% fuck yeah, join us each week as we share lessons we're experiencing in this crazy game called life. We invite you to play along and get your shit together. Take responsibility for how your life is currently going and at the same time, take on new, fun, and sometimes crazy shit. We promise to challenge your thinking by being vulnerable, authentic, and straight up with what we're dealing with, what doesn't work, and what can. Be warned, this is not your grandma's podcast. So episode 17, we are going to talk about momentum and how fitting to talk about momentum because I'm present to the momentum we're creating and generating for the podcast and just knocking them out mm-hmm. when we say we're going to knock them out and uh, the feeling that you get when you just get reconnected to the, that you we've actually done that. Yeah. Continuing to do it week over week. And I was surprised earlier when I realized we were doing episode 17 and here we are just like that. So it's pretty exciting and it, and it is a perfect segue for momentum. Yeah. So last week we talked about discipline. And the building blocks that uh, really are critical to be in place in order for for success to show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are times where I am like in a flow state, mm-hmm. and there are times where I am up against the wall, very little momentum mm-hmm. built up. So I'd like to pull this piece apart, momentum, and uh, and create distinct parts that would actually have momentum show up for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's an interesting thing because depending on what you're taking on, it can really occur like, Hey, where's that momentum? Everyone's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And the reality of it is if you imagine pushing a, let's say a boulder, a perfectly round boulder up a hill. Well, if you're pushing it up the hill and then there's a peak and then there's a hill down the other side, that's going to roll down. Consider that on your way to creating momentum, there's a shitload of work that has to be done or could have to be done in beforehand. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not creating momentum while I'm pushing it up the hill. Granted, if I get into a rhythm pushing it up the hill and consistently do that work, yeah. But once I get up the hill, it's going to be a hell of a lot easier to get momentum when I can actually push it down the other side. It just takes a lot more work to get it up the hill. So what you're pointing towards is a discipline mm. inside of structure and system and process. And consistency. Consistency day in, in those day spaces. Out. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> when it feels like nothing's actually getting done. And I think we used the, the weight loss analogy last week. You know, if you're a 400-pound man, you're not going to get real excited even about a 20-pound weight loss. You're going, okay, yeah, that's great. I've been here before. Totally. It's the, and it's easy to gain that 20 pounds back, like no problem, right? One day off track really could almost, if you're that big of a guy, for example. It would derail everything. Yeah, totally. So we talk about these simple wins in often. Mm -hmm. And I I can't think of an environment where simple wins and often are so critical than in building momentum. Absolutely, yeah. Right? Like, while there is a a bigger objective that we have that we're committed to, to achieving, mm-hmm. man, if we are not really present to the little wins, it's impossible. It's like a seemingly impossible venture for us. Yeah. And just as you say that too, I'm being reminded of um, something you're constantly reminding me of is documenting. Mm-hmm. That is the thing. Cause sometimes you can go through a whole day 
having made pretty significantly good decisions, good choices, it's easy to forget because there's no real tangible result or it's not like you have a thing. You feel good in the moment. You feel good in the moment. Because you got those wins. You ate a salad instead of the fries at the pub, right? But then when you get home, yeah, yeah, I know that's a, that's a big, that's a big step for a lot of people, (laughs) me included, you know, you get a lettuce wrap burger and a salad instead of, you know, the big Kaiser bun and, uh, and a fries and gravy, right? I'm hungry. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. But really though, I mean, that's what I've been up to in the last two weeks. And those are actually things to me that are wins. Like, and I get home at the end of the day and I go, man, I made it. Cause I feel like go out into the world where everything's available to you at all times and you can go out there and come home having eaten responsibly, for me, that's a big win. Absolutely a big win, right? The human psychology is just rife with supporting you in in what you're not committed to versus what you are committed to. And what about being in business, right? You're you're, You're constantly being invited to or registered for lunch and learns, networking events, um, you know, if you're an office person, it's someone's birthday every other week. There's cake in there. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's all these corporate events and whatever holidays that are coming up. There's always an opportunity, even if you're not looking for it. Hey, let's go for lunch today. Even if you're not looking for it, you're being super responsible. There's always an opportunity to get derailed. Absolutely. And, and you got to make those little choices like, I'm just not going to eat the cupcake today, right? <clears throat> So back to your point around mm. acknowledging the wins when they are happening. And uh, in, in my experience, if I, there's something that was rather monumental that occurred uh, personally or, or in business. And if I am not proactively now in the moment, reminding myself of how important it is to make a note of that mm-hmm. versus bask in the <laughs> the rays of success right like mm-hmm. you're, you're you're floating on the highs uh when you really need that reflection in that context recreated for you you have no point of reference bingo where it can occur to you like when there's a win it can occur like a surprise yeah and it actually it should it should feel good but it shouldn't be a surprise to you and if you're properly documenting what you're up to and you're taking consistent actions it can feel good but it actually should not be a surprise you should say okay great i did that thing and now i got this win awesome now let's keep doing what we're doing right so we're gonna i'm just gonna share a couple things this is my world systems and process i'm I'm always exploring and and improving and seeing what what works and, and how to improve that like that's just part of the world that uh that i live in uh and I, I would imagine people hearing this, it's like, okay, great. Yeah. Um, and what does that look like? And it can yeah. actually be really, really simple. Here's how I do it. I have a simple notebook that I, I journal and log my experience of the day, mm-hmm. starting and completing to the best of my ability. Some days I don't do it. Some days I'm, I'm, I'm on it. And another days are like a catch up session to, right. to reflect on all those things I didn't get a chance to write about. And then there's the daily actions, uh, and in particular, a structure that we use, which is called the self journal, which helps in creating a structure that keeps you on on point for what it is that you're you're saying that you're going to do during the day, and then that assessment piece as well, right? Like in the moment, very quickly, there isn't a whole lot of space to go into a novel, so 
write down those wins and those things that that you uh, learned, right? Mm-hmm. The the balancing act between both those worlds, and and then it's done. It's complete and it's gone. Like you don't even have to think about it anymore. And then there's a reflection of your week in its entirety mm-hmm. that help you get present to all of those things that happen, good, right. bad, ugly, whatever. And how important, so you're talking about documenting, um, what you refer to as documenting the journey. Yep. So how important is it to be uh, clear and succinct inside that? Because you said something important there. You said there's not a lot of space to write a novel. And so when you say write a novel, what I hear behind that is story and justification, mm. whether you did something or didn't do something. Because we're as human beings, we jump into justification Oh, it's our instantaneously. Yeah, absolutely. So how important is it just to be really clear? Like, look, this is what I said I was going to do. Here's what actually happened. And here's my new commitment. You got to create some sort of context for you to be able to look at it later on and know what it was that you were grappling with Mm -hmm. and what the context of the win was. Right. You got to get to the heart of what it is, Mm -hmm. what it was. So without a doubt, to have it be clean... Uh, and and talk about the reality of, of what you promised and, and the breakdown and then and then what you learned out of that. That's a good benchmark mm-hmm. for assessment later on. Right. Absolutely. Cool. So an, another arena that uh, that we're all finding ourselves playing in is starting something new and having to restart a previous plan, goal, objective. Mm-hmm. And they are very two very different energies right there is a a natural excitement i would say across the board for any human being mm-hmm. of the possibility of creating something from nothing like right. it's, it's it's new and it's it's a, it's it's that little seed that that we are um really nurturing and and uh, certainly a, at least in the idea phase is like oh you know what what could be possible if this actually grew into a big tree that's right. Yeah, there has to be something attractive about it. And you're probably grappling with that specific thing in your world. And then you have like this um, glimpse of clarity around it or somebody shows you what's possible. And you go, oh, wow, maybe yeah, I can do that too. So exciting. Yeah, and you're excited. So now if I just work this system in a month or a year or five years from now, I'll, you know, I will have created this thing. And then there is the other side of that, <laughs> which is... Yeah. Uh, we've killed the seed multiple times. Yeah. We've tried to replant. We've re- like we're in a drought. We're, yeah, we, <laughs> it ain't we, raining. We forgot yeah. to to water it. We overwatered it. Like yeah. there was all these variables that we had no idea were a thing to think about in the moment until it was done. And you're like, fuck. Yeah. And now you gotta start over again. Oh yeah. And again. Mm-hmm. And again. And again. And that energy, man, can it really? weigh you down absolutely the the restarting something that you've already been into for a week or a month and i'll use my example is i went as of friday i went 11 days straight with no sugar and no carbs felt amazing i hadn't even gotten myself back to the gym yet and i had already dropped eight pounds nice yeah and um people took notice which was interesting i was at my uh weekly uh, networking lunch and i was I ate some chicken and I had a giant salad. I cleared that off and I went back for seconds. And what did I get? I, an even bigger plate of salad. Holy shit. Stop yes. the press. Yeah. And everyone's like, yo, hey, Vern. Kind of whispering. Man, you're really crushing the salads, eh? <laughs> you're crushing the salads today. 
and uh, that felt good. And I actually felt filled up on salad, which obviously it burns off a heck of a lot quicker. Yeah, but you uh, can eat a little bit more salad than you would something else. Yeah, but over the course of those two weeks, I mean, my body went through some cycles, and uh, and by the end of it, I was like feeling really good. And another one of the things that was creeping in my head was, hey, you're doing really good. Like, why don't you, it's okay, have some wings. Oh. A Caesar wouldn't kill you. He showed up. Yeah, yeah, have some wings. A Caesar won't kill you. Hey, good job, you crushed a couple of waters after that, so there's some justification. And uh, and then, you know, a giant snowstorm hits the city. Like, let's set the record straight. That other guy mm. or girl mm. never goes away. He or she is always and, there. And clever. So clever. Shifty, motherfucker. Right? Like, exactly that. You know what? It's like he took a vacation for a few days. And he was watching. Totally. He was watching me. And he was cla- He had the golf clap. Yeah. In the background. Congratulations. Like, bravo. Bravo. <laughs> Here. Yeah. Reward yourself. And then Friday afternoon shows up where I... Wasn't very smart of me to to agree to meet this person at, at a at a pub, especially a pub. Well, you set yourself up. Yeah, I set myself up, or for, rather, he set yourself up. Well, yeah, but I yeah, I totally was like, oh yeah, sure. And then I had this oh, I had this image of myself being like this rock solid person in there, walking in and you know and breaking that work? Uh, breaking down the door and saying, give me a goddamn head of lettuce, you know, while <laughs> while everyone else is just. Drinking pints, right? I can, I and, can see uh, it in my mind. Yeah, absolutely. Just kick the door in. Um, Did it go that way? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, it, you also have to, you, you do have to acknowledge yourself, man. Like, I'm acknowledging the fact that, look, when I go to a pub, the typical way of being is, let's just say, a couple, maybe a couple beers or maybe a couple Caesars, a couple drinks, right? Um, a plate of wings in a platter. So you got fries, gravy, and a, and a burger. What I actually had was two waters, a Caesar, and a plate of wings. And yeah. in contrast, I mean, that's that's a small win. Yeah, and my goal, when I to looked at the menu, what I actually did, legit, I was, gonna, I was saying to myself, and my wife and I actually talked about this, I was going to get a lettuce wrap burger and a salad, right? And then I flipped over the menu, and they had like gourmet donair sandwich. Donair pizza. They had like 40 different types of pizza and all these sandwiches and different things. And I literally, I took the menu and I went, get this thing away from me. I'll just take some wings. <laughs> so really, that's kind of a win for me. There was a bigger prize that you were tempted by that you Ab- did not take on. Absolutely. And that is definitely a win. Yeah. So inside of restarting, so there's enthusiasm inside of starting new stuff. And yeah. we play in the, in the startup world as, uh, as a creative agency. And there is always, we, we, we always come in with this uh, enthusiasm around helping someone create a, uh, a way of introducing this new thing into the world. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. I get it. And then inside of restarting, we are reminded of all the shit that didn't work. And let's call a spade a spade here there's a good chance you have not tried it properly. You didn't try, 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 try it. You didn't totally commit to it, right? It's a cop-out. Yeah, it totally is. It totally is, man. Not that uh, you know we're pointing fingers or anything, and, and there, are, there are fingers pointing right back at me when it comes to, to that. Right? Yeah, and this is a conversation that's going on in our heads and between us, and this is not about make-wrong. This isn't like, yeah, you, you didn't really try, you piece of dirt like get up and it's not like that it's like 
did I really give it everything I had? My mentor described it the other day to me like um, that feeling you get when you're on a raft and you dive into the water and you did a pretty damn solid dive and maybe you didn't take a big enough breath before you did that dive. <laughs> the desperation mm. that shows up when you're trying to get back to the surface of the water, like that next breath you just need to take. Like, did you try it like that? When you really think about it, that's pretty powerful shit. Did you really try it like, holy fuck, I need to breathe? Yeah, man. And, and it's okay that it might take some work to get to that place. Yeah. Right? There are things that are that naturally show up in our way. Uh, and, and I'm clear out of, uh, out of the books that I've read and, and, and the latest one, the, uh, uh, the War of Art, talks about this thing in the pit of your stomach that when you talk about that thing that you said that you were up to... Mm-hmm. You feel really nervous about it, mm-hmm. but yep. again, it's a it's a different type of nervousness, and this is something to really distinguish. Is it like a you know you got to really push yourself to get there type nervousness, mm-hmm. and the uncertainty of like I don't know what's next, or is it like dread, yeah. like oh my god I got to go to that job again and I fucking hate yes, it. Yes, dude. Yes, that that's a, that's a this is important. No, it is important, and that's super deep when you think about it because again. There's a whole lot going in, going on inside the 70 trillions of my trillion cells in my body. So it's easy for me to turn that new exciting thing, that nervousness into that dread. Mm-hmm. It isn't really the same thing, but I can convince myself easily that means then I'm going to avoid it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I could be nervous because I'm going to commit to you right now that I'm going to go to the gym at six o'clock tomorrow morning. So you know, tonight I'm going to have some considerations. I'm going to be like nervous and be like, Oh, I got to get up and do that. And it, it could be really easy for me to turn that. And cause I, I love going to the gym, man. To be honest. And I don't know what it is that actually stops me from going when I go and I, and I'm sweating and I feel I'm on the machine. I actually love that feeling gray area in between my house and the gym. Like, I don't know what's going on with that road, but there's something there for me. Hmm. My point is, is I'm going to have some considerations tonight about that. And those considerations can be the same as the dread of, I think we've all had jobs that we've, you know, or school or a certain class or something that you just dread going to. It's not the same thing. So that collapse that you created where, where one kind of feels the same, you start to have it feel like that thing that you dread versus that healthy anxiety is like you're, 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 Mm -hmm. you don't know, and you're still excited about it, nervous about it. And, and what next? Yes. So the collapse between those two worlds, uh, what, what I'll put in inside of that as, as a thing to look at is, and, and this is especially true for me, there is an inauthentic uh, decision that I made with myself mm-hmm. uh, about why I'm doing this thing that is starting to turn into a thing that I dread to do. Right. Like Jim, for example, mm-hmm. I I know I uh, it is important for me, my mm-hmm. health and wellness, and I'm dropping my the ball on health and wellness. And what got distinguished for me with my coach was, okay, so what's in the background of that? And it really took some deep diving for me to to start to uncover it. Yeah, there was an an, an obligation that I set in in front of me that this is something that I that I have to do. Got it, and and that hasn't changed. But, but what was missing for me, and I had it that I had to do it on my own. So 
So I, I can't go to the gym right now for a lot of different reasons. I'm not able to go to the gym and I still need to address my physical well-being and I'm on my own. Well, what uncovered for me was I don't actually like doing it on my own. I mm. fucking hate it. Mm -hmm. I hate working out on my own. Mm -hmm. But right now I've collapsed the fact that I can't go for, for, for all reasons. I can't go to the gym that I, I just have to do it on my own. And so there is this dynamic of, of dread mm. that is sub, subliminally there for me. It's like, right. listen, you can't, you got to do it. You know that. You also fucking hate doing it on your own and you still got to do it. And there's no power there for mm -hmm. me. Yeah. And then there's all these other reasons for, for why it doesn't work. The deep-rooted inauthenticity is that I actually, when I'm doing this stuff, am looking for community and connection. And when that's missing for me, I have no power. So right. what does that now look like to, to, to do what I'm committed to doing inside of my health and wellness uh, and also have community and connection be present given my current situation? Mm -hmm. An answer, a question I have no answer to right now. Right. So that's like reshaping it, re yeah. reframing it and turning it into something you can search for as opposed to this is how it is. So we, we all have these things, these these background conversations, these your, inauthenticities. Yeah, your version of, of whatever it is. Yeah, we all have these things. And if we're not willing to look at what that might be. And really what we're saying here too, it sounds like to me, if if I've got like a, a covert thing running in the background, I can then create a story called, I hate going to the gym. I'm not saying for that person, they're full of shit. But you're pointing out something really interesting here. So what's going on? Like, why is it that you that you really bought into that you can't work at home? And is it because it you're is not the or? first answer that comes out? So it is going to require some deeper dive. Go a little, okay. Go a little further with that when you said it's not the first answer that comes out. Because I'll point out an example. So when I sit down with a client or just and have a conversation with somebody, and you ask them a question, often not because they're purposely trying to deceive you but often when you ask them a question their answer is not the real answer there's some work to do there's some there's you're actually looking inside yourself to go well what is it really and you dig a little deeper that's to right. find the real answer so that's there's an in, there's an intuitive feeling that shows up just mm. it just shows up in your mind is like oh it could be this then you dismiss it yeah look there yeah because when I started to do that work with uh, my health and wellness, I like I've got this weird story running about me and and um, and making food, okay, and uh, and that I just don't enjoy it, um, partly because I don't understand uh, or have never taken the time to understand uh, how to make it easy for myself. So I have it that it's 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 complicated and and I'm not ever actually doing it properly, anyways. Mm -hmm. um, the story isn't about me not enjoying prepping for food. There is a, an, an, a, an opportunity for me to create a, a deeper relationship with my wife that I hesitate around. The healthy anxiety there, the thing that would, would really make a difference is uh, creating a deeper connection with my wife and with my friends around the act of preparing food. So what you're... Oh, wow, dude. So it sounds to me like you're avoiding intimacy. 
originally the, the conversation is prepping for food, okay? So I meet with you, we grab a coffee, you go, hey man, we haven't seen you in a while. Looks like you lost some weight, what are you up to? And I say, oh man, I, you know, I'm on this new program of meal prepping. Now right away, what's your feeling? I don't wanna hear it. Yeah, you're uncomfortable. You just you just walked out of the room in this conversation. Pretty much. So, and, and now, if we're not paying attention to it, your thing in your head is meal prepping. Can't do it, don't like it. Yeah, doesn't work for me. But isn't it interesting how there's actually, that's not even the thing to look and go, wait a minute, like, why don't I like meal prepping? And then all of a sudden you're now talking about community and connection and, 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 you know, avoiding certain things with some kind of discomfort with your friends and your wife. And like, there's a whole nother world going on there. And how many other areas in our life, you know, have that much attachment to it? So, so there's a background conversation always in my world around trust. Right. And in a lot of instances, it's like, I can't trust you, so I'm just going to take it on myself, which puts on just another thing that I have to, that prevents momentum, really, if we're to circle this right back again. And then I wonder why I'm, where I'm buckling under the weight of all this stuff that I'm bringing along with me. Mm -hmm. it, it also is like a, uh, so in the relationship with my wife and my kids around the exercise of, of, um, preparing for our health and wellness, our, our well-being in, in, our, in our food, is I don't trust that I know what I'm doing enough. And maybe it's a, it's a guy thing too. There's something there also about not knowing. Right. Exactly what you said. It's a disempowering thing. It's a, a mas The story is anyways, it's disempowering and it's emasculating. As a man, to literally not know how to do something, which is actually pretty fucking ridiculous, but that's, that's how we're brought up. As a man, if you don't know how to do something... It's, There's a bigger problem. Yeah, you're like a lesser of a man all of a sudden. Yeah. Like I felt it yesterday when <laughs> I was going to go um, boost the truck, which I have to do today. And I was reading the instructions just to make sure, right? Because I don't want to get hurt and I don't want to break anyone's vehicle. The positive though, you don't actually connect it to the positive part on the battery. You connect it to the, the, uh, the engine block. And I'm sitting there going, what the fuck is the engine block? Like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> so, and then... There's a story all of a sudden running in my head like I should know what that is. Mm -hmm. And really, if you look at my life, like why the fuck should I know what an engine block is? <laughs> well, so, and that brings right back to the, the inauthenticity. There's this thing that then shows up right away and you're not aware of it. Yeah. And it stops all momentum. Totally. There, and, I, and, then, and then guess what I didn't do? You, you I, didn't jump I, the car. I procrastinated and I'm jumping. I, I, now I'm in a place where I actually, yeah, that anxiety of like, oh, it's something I don't want to do. I have to go deal with that today. Like I just have to because right. I need the truck. But right. that's interesting because what's in the background now for me about, I don't know what an engine block is. The background conversation for me around food is, my mom always used to do it. It is something that the women were, were always doing. And so I, I, I don't know it. Not that the women need to do it, right? Like I no, want to no, be really right. clear, yeah, yeah. but that is that, that that was never my world. And so right. there is a complete uh, lack of understanding. And, and it's yeah. like, do I even want to? Like, I don't know. Curious to know with that in your house, was it David, don't touch that. I'm doing it. Like, like you don't know how, you're not welcome, you're Possibly. that sort of a thing? I, I really or is can't it... remember. Okay, so but you're not sure. It's just the fact that, that at least right now for you, it's, it's I just don't know how to do it and it's never been a part of my world and it's uncomfortable. And to bring this full circle, there is an excitement about starting something new. Uh -huh. That excitement, excitement isn't there necessarily for this thing mm -hmm. because of this background story that I don't know 
and it's going to take too much time and I'm probably not going to do it properly anyways. Right. Some various version of that. So there are things that we want to take on that we're excited about and we're actually eager to figure them out. That's right. And then you get trained on it or you find an access to it and you're excited. And then there are things that it would really serve us to take on and they show up for us like, I can't do that. I don't want to do that. And it shows up like a breakdown. And it's still not true to say that you can't actually do that. That's right. There's still access possible. There is. There would definitely be access possible if you're willing to dig in a little bit more and and look at what the background conversation is around that. Right. And it's not the first one that shows up. Mm-hmm. That is now ego saying, yeah, it's over here. So it's really important to pay attention to the things that you have an instant shutdown, an instant breakdown around. Yep. Like what's that all about? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to, I would say, to have a conversation around with someone who uh, who has experience in managing and pushing through some of those invisible boundaries, mm-hmm. because you don't know what you don't know. Key. And if you don't don't know how to navigate and and start to uncover where this background concern story is that prevents you from taking this on mm-hmm. you're you're not likely to ever find it so someone experienced in that can point you in a direction that you didn't even realize was available so you're pointing to so many important things here obviously it's it's coaching it's community it's support it's vulnerability some instruction system and structure is actually what what would have all would wrap all of that together mm-hmm. because in order for any of that to work you got to be clear what your uh, what you're up to, what your steps are to achieve that, mm-hmm. uh, and when, what your own accountability structures are to to review and assess said progress. Review and assess. I, I like that. Keep going. I, yeah. think, I think ultimately that, as simple as that is, that's the key thing. Like just keep going. Back to small wins often. Mm-hmm. I am not going to be uh, Mr. Universe inside mm. of my fitness regime. And if I keep having that as a goal, yeah, like an unre- I'm really using this too. as an exaggeration, as an unrealistic goal for me to achieve given my current state and where I'm at, I will never ever hit that goal ever. That might be an exaggeration, but you can pop on your in- open your Instagram and scroll down two photos down, you're going to find people who are completely ripped and beautiful and you're going to go, "Yeah, that's not me." And then that can be enough. For some people to just decide not to go to the gym today. Yeah. That totally can be enough. And I know that sounds crazy and most people wouldn't even admit it or they wouldn't say, no, that's not what it was. It, they wouldn't say that's what it was. That's because right. There was something else mm-hmm. filtered at the front end of that that says, you know what? It's really cold out. Yeah. Um, you need to do this thing. What had you make that decision when you looked at that picture is a deeper conversation that you just mm-hmm. haven't gone to yet just don't know about right and for me when i look at that picture it is not about them and, and what they look mm. it is about what is what is considered a disconnect for me right now in in community and connection in what i'm up to for my fitness and i'm not clear yet what that looks like as a as a solution yet mm-hmm. but i know that's my source of disempowerment you don't know the answer but now you're seeing that you don't know the answer there's somewhere else for me to go right i don't know the answer I'm still committed to my health and wellness mm-hmm. and and what's next for me. So what am I willing to do? And it comes right back again to that uncomfortable nervousness. Right. What am I willing to do 
to have that be fulfilled in my life. Yeah. Given my my constructs and my parameters and all these things. And that is a form of keep going. That's right. And starting and restarting is a form of keep going. Yeah. We are always restarting things, whether we're present to it or not. There's this, there's this other thing that I find disingenuous, and that is, you know, if I had accountability over there, like if, if, if only Vern would just reach out to me and, and tell me to go to the gym, as mm-hmm. an example, mm-hmm. then I'd be good. And that's fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. You've just put all the responsibility over there, mm-hmm. and you're not taking any for yourself. And you can actually make that other person or that other thing wrong. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, and be like, like, what's up with that? <laughs> you know, but really it's like... And if only they had their stuff together, then I'd have my stuff together. But the reality of the fact is it's yours to own. And uh, and and what's the opportunity now for you? And what if you could contribute to that other person or that other thing, right? Dude, wow. Yeah. I'm about to go on another tangent. So that was great. I, I would say in terms of takeaways, you need, 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 need a structure that you put into place, whatever that is for you. Mm-hmm. My recommendation as a uh, as an easy access in to start the process because they got a really great structure is the self journal, mm-hmm. which I'll link. It's a great system, and it can help you to elevate and and move whatever it is that you're committed to forward in terms of accountability. It's stop pointing fingers and immediately take responsibility for wherever you are right now with whatever that thing is. Like I know how I am. I know how I am and I don't like that. Right. Or this is how I do it. That's where you get to look. <laughs> and 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 right away would would just be this overwhelming urge to go right to listen, I've tried it before. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work for me. And that is the thing that you got to scratch away at. Absolutely. And everything's pulling you to get the hell out of that conversation. Oh, man. Yeah, DEFCON 5, man. Yeah. Get out. Get out fast. That's a great conversation today, man. I Personally, I pulled a, a ton of value out of this, and I'm looking forward to going back and listening to this episode. Um, that's episode 17. If you enjoy what we're talking about and the banter back and forth, follow us at thegistpodcast.com at the gist on Facebook. Every Sunday we're committed to to doing our next episode, so stay tuned.